Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to talk with you about the slate. Uh, we got a pretty good one today. We got an eight-gamer, or actually nine games today, so uh, it should be uh, should be pretty good. Uh, yesterday was a fun one, had a decent day, uh, no complaints here, but uh, didn't play cash games, but back at it today with some cash games today and doing some tournaments around the industry. Uh, if you want, head over and check out our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Uh, always have some great contests over there. Uh, we've got the 7500 Pick and Roll, $25 entry. Uh, pretty good contest. Uh, nice prize pool. If you you know if you feel like you can't like take down the uh, you know the big prize pools on some of the other sites, head over here and there's some smaller uh, you know the pro- first place prize isn't as big as the other ones, but hey, you feel like you got more maybe more of a realistic chance to take it down. So uh, head on over, check out uh, Fantasy Draft, and uh, you know play the contests. They're interesting. You can play uh, three guards. Up to three uh, uh, centers or forwards and then two utilities. So basically you can go to five guards or five centers and five forwards. I mean, there's just so much flexibility in roster construction. So check that out. All right, let's start talking about the games. First game on the slate, and it's uh, it's probably one of the uh, one of the better ones, right? One of the ones that people will be targeting a ton, uh, and so that's always good. Obviously, for a new sake, we have the Houston Rockets and the Washington Wizards. It is a two hundred and twenty team total with the Rockets as two point road favorites. The Rockets are coming off that that crushing loss against the Celtics yesterday. I mean, that game was that was a rough one for them. Uh, they they had that game all game long. As a Celtic fan, I'm excited. I was happy. I was going nuts watching that game. It was a really fun one to watch. But man, that that must stink to be the Rockets. And James Harden was so confused yesterday at what happened with the uh, offensive charges called and whatnot. But uh, Houston's coming in this game, and I'm assuming it's tough to figure out with the injuries. I know Clint Paul or Clint Paul. Clint Capella is going to be is not going to be playing. He did not make the road trip, so he will not be in play. Uh, the question is, will Chris Paul play? That that's kind of what we're debating here. And you know, they kind of discussed that there was a chance he would play on on uh, either Thursday or Friday. He'd play one and a half of back to back. So, but you never know, right? He could obviously uh, not be ready in time. This is a seven o'clock game, so we'll know the news. I'm gonna play with the assumption that he plays. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I I could be wrong, but. When I'm breaking down this game, I'm going to say it from the perspective that I think that he is uh, he is going to play. Uh, again, we don't know. Questionable, but let's say he plays, right? Uh, if he plays, uh, it's definitely going to be a little bump down to you know, guys like Eric Gordon. Uh, if he doesn't play, then, then Eric Gordon's a fine player. You're going to want to get exposure to him for sure. James Harden, I think, is a great play no matter what. If uh, Chris Paul doesn't play, then that just makes James Harden like, you know, Lock it in, basically. Uh, you know, without Capello, without uh, Chris Paul, it just seems like it's too easy to play him, and you need to be playing him in your contest. I know he's expensive and whatnot. Uh, you know, he's he's twenty. What is he? Uh, twenty one thousand nine hundred dollars on uh, fantasy draft, uh, and then you got Russell Westbrook, who's twenty thousand two hundred dollars on fantasy draft. 
it's tough, right? Uh, makes me I really want to play James Harden in the 220 team total. That's going to be close. But then again, there's Russell Westbrook for a lot cheaper. So uh, I wish I could play both at guard. That's kind of the, the thing. It'd be nice if I could just jam them both in. But I don't know if I'd be able to. Uh, if I had to pick between the two, and it's really tough. I actually think I would say Westbrook with the savings, but it depends what it gets you, right? You have to depend on the 2v2 swap. Uh, that's what really matters uh, with that. But, I mean, they're both great plays, Harden and Westbrook today. They're going to be like the uh, you know the 1A and 1B on the slate. But Harden, love him here in this spot. If there's no Chris Paul, if there is a Chris Paul, that obviously will hurt him a little bit, and uh, I'd want to jam in Westbrook instead. Uh, Ryan Anderson, it, it, you know, he's in a good spot here. I like playing him when I know the opponent is not like a center that can really bang down low and just like, uh, you know, take him out of the game. Marcin Gortat is not a guy that can do that. That's one reason I liked uh, Ryan Anderson yesterday. I was a little worried maybe they'd keep Aaron Baines in, but Aaron Baines kind of got ran off the floor and they went small like I figured. Uh, they went with the, uh, you know, Al Horford on Ryan Anderson ton and that was very successful for Ryan Anderson. So I'm hoping that happens again. Hoping Anderson draws a matchup either against Gortat or like Marquise Morris, one of those guys that, that they're not going to be a problem for him. So uh, I think Anderson is a good guy to go back to the well on. Uh, on some sites, fantasy draft, not so much. The price tag at 10-3 I just think is not the greatest. So I don't know if I want to play him at that price tag. I think there's other sites that are on the industry that are, he's really cheap. So I wanted to kind of note that. Uh, Trevor Reza, don't mind him because, you know, minutes equal money type thing with that dude. I mean, he, he doesn't get a ton of, uh, you know, this fantasy point for net's not the greatest, but he gets tons of minutes. So obviously there's reasons like him for sure. Uh, let's see. What did, uh... What was Reza's minute check yesterday? Reza, because I know Gerald Green, it just came to my head. Gerald Green did, uh, you know, he was uh, supposed to take his minutes, but I forget if he, how much he even got out of uh, action. But Reza had 38 minutes yesterday. I'm not worried about Reza's minutes. I saw like some random tweet that said, uh, you know, they might try and take his minutes down, but he played 38 yesterday, which uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, I know it's lower than what he's had recently in the mid, you know, in like 42, 44, 41, but I'm not that worried about Reza. He's still a great play. So uh, sorry about that. Had a little uh, moment just trying to think through some things. It's more of the Wizards, uh, and John Wall, he is still just too, too cheap around the industry. Uh, you know, like, FanDuel specifically is 8600 uh, and, like, DraftKings, that's all he was cheap. Fantasy Draft, if you compare him, he's cheaper than, let's see where he's at compared to everyone else. He is $17,800 compared to, hmm, yeah, so he is... He's in. He's still kind of priced up on fantasy draft, so I don't think I'm going to play him on fantasy draft. But I want to just know on like Fanduel and DraftKings specifically, he's just way too cheap. So uh, fantasy draft a little pricey for me. I'd rather just uh, you know find the money to try to get up to a Harden or a Westbrook. I think I'd be able to find a way to do that. Or just find a cheaper guard or whatnot. But uh, on the other sites, I think he's a fine play. Bradley Beal, too. He's just way too cheap, especially on Fantasy Draft. $13,800, way, way too cheap uh, for him. I want to get exposure to Bradley Beal. Uh, DraftKings specifically, too. $7,200 for Bradley Beal. I mean, that's just crazy. So, uh, yeah, I want to get exposure to him in this game. It's a great game environment. Like, the Wizards are great in these type of games, the up, up pace, uh, back and forth type of games. This is where you want to get exposure to them, so I love them here. Uh, Gortat, where he's cheap, I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it. I think if, when he's just like, you know, I think Vandal specifically is where he's way too cheap, 10.2K on uh, Fantasy Draft. I'm not going to waste a center spot on him there. I'd rather find some other centers that are in better spots. And then, uh, you know, I don't know, Markeith Morris, I think I'm not messing with. Uh, he's I get he's cheap and whatnot, but... Eh, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, he does fit the game flow, though, right? If they do go small, it could fit him well. But this is a nice game stack spot, right? Uh, Rockets, Wizards, you're going to want to load up on. If I had to rank the plays in this game, and, and I'll, let's say I'll rank them with... Uh, I'll rank the Wizards side of the ball, actually. We'll go Wall. Uh, we'll go Beal's my number one. Then we'll go Wall right behind him. And then... Uh, 
Actually, we'll go. It depends on the site. That's the problem. Uh, Beal on Fantasy Draft is definitely my number one. I'd say on other sites, Wall is my number one. Sorry, it's just the, the pri- It's all about being. Basically, it's all about being price sensitive with this game. Uh, you know where you can get these guys cheaper. That's where you want to buy on them. Uh, sorry, I and just kind of all over the place with my thought process on it. But I'm thinking about every single site, trying to help you guys out. Thinking about all the sites, but uh, yeah, I think Bradley Beal and John Wall are my two favorite plays on the Wizards side of the ball, and I'm just gonna kind of buy their prices where they are. Even like Otto Porter too at, at twelve. 12k uh, on fantasy draft i like his price tag too uh just kind of kind of buy the wizards price tags where i see them cheap and get exposure to them uh that's kind of how i'm going to do it uh rockets if i had to rank them i mean Harden's my number one and then uh, my number two is probably uh eric gordon if, if chris ball's in then no more no more eric gordon and then probably move over to uh, ryan anderson so that's about it for that game. Uh, it's an awesome game to stack up. Uh, you know, talked about a lot of different players, but uh, you want to get exposure to the 220 team total in your cash games. Uh, and it makes a good tournament stack too as well. And hopefully we'll have all the news in time. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. Raptors are 12-point favorites, uh, so expecting obviously a possible blowout, right? Definitely need to be a little worried. Um Hawks are not a good team. I don't know how they beat the Wizards the other day, but they somehow pulled it off. Uh, it was impressive. Uh, I still don't know how they did it, but they did it somehow. I really have no interest in like any of the Hawks here. Just none of them are kind of uh, giving me any interest. Uh, just I get some price tags are cheap on them, like. Uh, Oh, you know, Bazemore's 11.6K. He's a guy that has, you know, 40, 50-point uh, fantasy upside. He has that upside, but I don't know. I just think it's a spot where we can fade the Hawks and kind of move on. On the Raptors side of the ball, Kyle Lowry, I don't love the price tag on him, but he's been really good recently. So if you have the money, I don't hate paying for him. And if you have him cheap on another site, sure, uh, why not? I was playing some play drafts last night, and I got him some exposure to him uh, for there. But he's a guy in salary formats I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, today I think there's just like I'd rather pay for John Wall instead of a, a Kyle Lowry in salary format today so that's just kind of uh kind of how I'm doing it uh DeMar DeRozan he's been struggling recently and when that dude's struggling he's a streaky player I'm just gonna stay away and I think it's a firm stay away if you want to play one of the backcourt players it's it's Kyle Lowry is the guy you want uh if I get Toronto Raptors exposure I really like doing it through Ibaka uh you know he struggled recently but uh the you know price tag of 11k is pretty good and you know he has upside in the matchup against the Hawks that struggle on the boards uh he should have should be able to dominate here so I think Ibaka is a really good play and probably the, the main Raptor I would focus on targeting in this game. Let's move on to the next one. It's the Brooklyn Nets and the Miami Heat. Uh, and man, like normally I'm like all over like, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are playing. Let me get guys against them, right? It's it's normally uh, something I love to do, but uh, not really the Miami Heat are the most appealing team uh, against the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about the Nets first real quick. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, where he's still cheap around the industry, I don't hate it, but I don't want to get too much exposure to the Nets here in this spot. Reason why is the Heat, they just play really good defense. They're a good team defense type type of team, and uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem necessary to really load up on Nets here. I know they have a a pretty tight core rotation, uh, so, you know, like the Rondé Hollis Jefferson, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Carroll, those are like the three main targets on the Nets, and if you can get their prices cheap, like fantasy draft, Carroll at 9.6 is interesting. Uh, I know Spencer Dinwiddie is cheap uh, in a bunch of places, like in, you know, on fantasy draft, and roster, five guards, uh, you know, 12.3k is a good price tag for him, so I don't hate it, but again, like Miami is a good defensive team, which could kind of cap their ceiling a little bit. Let's talk about the Heat a little bit, though. Uh, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, fun fun team to, to play guys against. Just, uh, you know, always want to load up against the Nets. They don't play a ton of defense. They run up and down the floor. It's always good for fantasy points. So 
Tyler Johnson, he's been pretty good recently. Uh, even with Goran Dragic back, uh, if Deion Waiters is out, a lot of that usage is going to uh, is going to Tyler Johnson. So he's definitely someone that you want to have some interest in. And with Waiters out, also James Johnson's out. I mean, that just gives Tyler Johnson all that backup point guard usage. I expect him to uh, have a pretty good game here in this spot. Still pretty decent, cheap uh, price tag throughout the industry. Been having some pretty good games. So uh, I like Tyler Johnson in this spot. Think we should, uh, you know, 11.8K. That we could still get exposure to him. Uh, they're still thin on the wing, the Miami Heat. So if they're still thin on the wing, Wayne Ellington, Josh Richardson, they're still guys we got to consider. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have, have exposure to them at their price tags. Josh Richardson is starting to get a little too priced up for me where I'm starting to get a little concerned. I get it. There's, there's not a lot of wing guys there, but I feel like that last game he had where he had like 36 fantasy points or 37, I feel like that was kind of a ceiling game for him. I don't know. I'm just... I, I, the price is just going up, 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 and I'm a little worried. And I think there might be another route that I go, but I get it. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they don't have tons of wings right now, but I love getting exposure to Wayne Ellington because he's just too cheap. Uh, I'd rather go that route. If he told me I had to pick one of the wings, like that's who I'm going to pick because he's a lot cheaper. Uh, just helps me give me some salary as well to pay up for some more studs. And on top of that, I, I think he is getting priced up a little bit, but I get it. Um, I don't know. People might still be jamming him in. I'm still th- I'm thinking about it when I roster him more so than just jamming him in. It's more of a conversation for me at that price tag. Uh, and I also think this game could, you know, Hassan Whiteside's back. Uh, he played 24 minutes last game, but I'm not expecting a lot of minutes from him here. Uh, like, you know, maybe like not like in the 30s or anything like that. He'll get probably, uh, you know, just the, the easing himself back in type of minutes. And I expect Kelly Olnick and Bam to still get, you know, a solid run, right? Not solid run to play them in DFS, but to kind of take away from uh, all the centers, right? To take away from each other. Uh, I just expect with a guy like Tyler Zeller, they don't feel like they need to have Whiteside uh, in there for 30 minutes or anything like that. And it is the Brooklyn Nets. So I'm not expecting uh, a lot of Whiteside. Uh, you know, people might be waiting to jump on that big Whiteside game. I don't think this is the spot for it. Let's move on. Dallas Mavericks, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, what to do here? Uh, Pelicans are six six and a half point favorites at home. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not expecting Rajon Rondo to throw 25 assists or 24 assists, whatever he threw last game. But that was impressive. Uh, still don't know how that happened. But uh, he pulled it off somehow. Uh, I, I think in this game, you know, on the Pelican side of the ball, it's like Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis. They're both great plays. Have to have to like them. Have to be a big fan of them uh, in this spot. Mavericks can't rebound a ton. I think I'll just keep it simple. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is normally the guy that I, uh, you know, go for in cash games and then in tournaments. I normally go Anthony Davis. I've heard some people say just play Demarcus Cousins instead of Anthony Davis if you're just deciding between the two and it makes life easier because you never have to worry about an Anthony Davis injury. And I looked it up the other day. Since 2016, Anthony Davis has left 22 games, I believe it was. Uh, I did like a quick a quick search on it. it wasn't like uh you know a master research or anything like that but it, it looked like it was 22 games so um i get that theory on it and that's that's fine if you want to go with that theory normally what approach i take is i think they're both good plays davis and cousins and i kind of decide in my cash games like where's the value is the value at center or is it at forward and uh I either pay down for the better value at the forward and then pay up at the center and so on and so forth so that's kind of how i uh kind of how i approach uh the davis and and Cousins thing on fantasy draft I'd probably just lean Davis because he's 800 less and uh, I feel like Davis has a, some crazy upside uh, you know with the blocks and everything but so does Cousins uh, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, you know talking about Davis and Cousins you guys get it you know they're really good players uh, they're good at basketball so 
Uh, Drew Holiday, I probably will stay away from, but I think Etuan Moore is an interesting value throughout the industry. He's been playing pretty good recently. He's been shooting hot, so I don't hate him as a value if you uh, want to throw him in. I don't think I'm fantasy draft is a spot to do it. I'd rather kind of get a guard with some usage over there, but uh, yeah, I think where you're, you're stuck to roster the you know the shooting guard small forward position, I think he's fine. Let's talk about the Mavericks real quick. Uh, Wesley Matthews, jeez, uh, that guy. I don't just don't think it's the right spot for him. All these guards, right? They're 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 healthy now. I just don't think we need to be playing Dallas Maverick guards uh, on this slate. That's kind of one of the issues. They're just you know Seth Curry's not back, but uh, you know once Dennis uh, once Dennis Smith Jr. he came back, that kind of muddied the waters up a little bit. So I'm not the biggest fan of looking at them today. Dirk Nowitzki, I'm guessing he's going to be needed in this game, but how does he cover like Davis or Cousins? I mean, the guy's just so old and beat up, but I don't know. Maybe he's got some crafty things up his sleeve. Uh, I'm assuming Maxi Kleber, he, you know, he, he might get some run. Like he has to, right? Like they, they have no one uh, else to really cover him. Uh, so if you want to take him as a cheap punt, I get it. He had 48.6 the other day. If you want to take it as a flyer and just pray that he gets a big game for cheap, sure, but I don't know. I, I know they're going to, like, Dallas is going to need to match up big, right? Do they get, like, Salah Mejri in there? Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. Uh, last two games, 15.8 fantasy points, 15.5 in 7 minutes and 15 minutes. So if we get word that maybe Salah Mejri is, maybe he's getting, uh, you know, let's say 20 minutes, we hear that. Maybe he becomes an interesting punt. I don't know. Uh, it's just he, again, I don't love this guy, but I'm just trying to think whenever I think of Davis and Cousins, I try and think of how is the team going to cover them and like really kind of think outside of the box because teams that are going like small nowadays, they feel like they they don't have much to do against them. So uh, yeah, it's definitely a conversation to have and something to think about. So other than that, I'm really not playing many Mavericks. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, I'm, I'll just stay away from them. Uh, it's just... Uh, I'll, I'll pass on them on the slate. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. 219 total with the Thunder as 108.75 uh, favorites. And the Thunder are rolling right now. Uh, absolutely on fire. So, gotta love them in this spot. Uh, Russell Westbrook, right? He. Uh, I just want to talk to talk about him at the start. I saw the other day on Twitter and I was thinking about it this, uh, basically at the same time before I even like uh, got on my Twitter app and looked. But... I mean, it was Bobby Five. I was like, why are we just not locking in Russell Westbrook every day? Uh, I played John Wall that day. Uh, why didn't I just not find that extra $3,000 for Russell Westbrook, right? John Wall, like, uh, he had me a terrible game. 25 fantasy points. I actually still found a way to cash uh, in uh, half, my, half my contest, so at least I broke even on the day. But, like, why am I just not jamming in Russell Westbrook? Like, just just, just figure it out, right? Uh, so I don't know. I think I'm just going to be, like, going forward for, like, the next, like, week or so. Just like always start building my lineups with Russell Westbrook and try my best not to take him out of my lineup. That's the approach I'm going to take today. I'm going to put him in. He's going to be the first guy I put in, and then I'm going to build. Normally, I do like the whole ground up building. That's that's normally the approach I like to take is uh, build with the value, uh, let the value come to you, and then fill in the spots from there. But uh, I don't know. Today, I'm going to – maybe I'll do both, right? I'll build with uh, – uh, make sure I make a Russell Westbrook lineup and then lock it in and see how it looks and then uh, compare it with my value one. But I really want to make sure I'm getting Russell Westbrook in, especially here in this spot against Milwaukee. Seems like a great spot for a big game, so I like him here. Uh, Steven Adams, he you know, we like to target the Bucks at the center position, and he correlates really well. Westbrook and Adams correlate great, so uh, I like playing them together in tournaments. I think they're in a really good spot. So Steven Adams, 11.9K on fantasy draft, going to get exposure to him. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, too, he's still a little too cheap, and the Bucks they struggle on the three-point line against some wing players, so I could see this being a good spot. For those guys, like even Paul George, I don't hate. He's just a little priced up for me. So if he fit my last spot, 
or if I had a lot of money to spend and he kind of fit, I wouldn't mind getting him in there, but I'm not going on my way to roster uh, Paul George. I kind of think I prefer Melo here in this spot instead. Let's talk about the Bucks though. Uh, the Bucks, uh, Giannis, he's been really disappointing recently. A lot of people have to have a sour t- taste in their mouth. I know I do. I had him yesterday. I had him the, the, the game before that. I mean, just the last three games, right? 44.9. Then he got a zero because he sat because of that. Uh, I forget what the injury was. Uh, maybe it was a knee or something like that. I, I forget what the injury was. But um, so again, 44.9 he had, and then he had a zero, 44.4, and 34.5. Uh, do we think he's just hurt? Is this possible? I, I don't know. Uh it's just uh, something I'm trying to figure out and think about because I don't want to get off him and then, you know, he has that massive game, right? Uh, people aren't going to play him. He's going to have low ownership. So I get it. If you want to play Giannis, I'm not going to talk you out of it, but I, I do worry there maybe is an injury there. I mean, I just he's struggling a ton. Uh, so I don't know. He hasn't had a stretch like this all year long. I don't know if the, the injury is the problem, but I think it's a conversation to have, and if you have the risk tolerance to play him and want a low-owned you know, guy with upside, I get it. And if you can make a team that has Giannis and Westbrook and correlate them together in a game stack, I think that's a great idea, but... I'm gonna pass on. Uh, I'm gonna pass on uh, Giannis. I think on this slate, but I get the reason to play him. All right, talk about uh, you know obviously with Giannis struggling, someone else has to pick up the production, and uh, Eric Bledsoe's done a great job of that. Uh, last game, I was a big fan of him against Minnesota yesterday, and he had a pretty big game. So uh, Eric Bledsoe's a guy that I'm gonna get exposure to. I think in this spot. Even against Russell Westbrook, I'm not that worried. Uh, where you can get him for a good price tag, I think it's uh, you know I think it's worth it. On fantasy draft specifically, it's tough. I don't really want to play. Uh, you know, yesterday I think Middleton was 13.3k and Bledsoe was 15k. Price tag's got a little closer. Middleton is now 14.5k and uh, Bledsoe is 15.1k. So uh, getting a little closer. Yesterday I was more so uh, leaning going Middleton on that on fantasy draft specifically. I think now I'd go Bledsoe uh, here if I had to pick. Also, don't hate John Henson. Don't mind playing him when I know he has like a big man that's going to be banging down low with him. And I'm assuming that uh, John Henson will have to have that. So I don't hate maybe getting some exposure to him uh, as like a tournament flyer for cheap. I think that's fine. But uh, not, not not trying to go crazy with this game. I think uh, picking a couple spots here and there is not bad. There's some good plays uh, throughout it. And uh, yeah, look, this is, this is a pretty good game for some fantasy points. Let's move on to the next one. Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls. What do we do here? No Victor Oladipo. What does that mean? It's a, it's a Lance Stevenson show. Lance, make me want to dance. Uh, Lance has just been crushing. When there's no Victor Oladipo, just tons of shots for him to put up. He's gotten priced out throughout the industry, so it just depends on his price tag. Let's look. Uh, so Lance Stevenson is 12.1K on Fantasy Draft. So let's look at what's nearby him. Miles Turner, 12.3. Kind of maybe like Miles Turner a little more. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, he's in this game too. I, I like him a ton. I think he's a guy where you can get him cheap. You want to get exposure to him for sure. Uh, Spencer Dimwitty, he's 12.3K. I'd rather play Lance instead, like Whiteside, Miritich, still Lance. Uh, Brandon Ingram, 12K. Man, that's really cheap for Brandon Ingram. Way too cheap on Fantasy Draft. I think I'd rather Brandon Ingram over Lance, but Lance is still a good play. Otto Porter, he's another good play there. Justin Holiday, a lot of good plays. Steven Adams, a lot of good plays in this range. So I don't know. Fantasy Draft, it might be tougher to roster Lance, but on uh, you know DraftKings and FanDuel, I think uh, I think that's where I'll maybe get my Lance exposure instead. He's a great play today. Love him in my cash games, like in my tournaments. It just depends if you think he's too priced up. Uh, he's it's definitely a little pricey, so uh, it just depends on the value, right? If I don't have any um, if I don't have any value small forwards. Uh, that I kind of can get or I'm not paying up, then I feel like I'll just land on him in that mid-range. But 
Lance is in a good spot. Have to like him. He's going to get tons of shots up, I'm sure, against the Bulls. Uh, talked about Miles Turner a little bit, but uh, yeah, I just Robin Lopez, not worried about him on defense. Miles Turner should have a field day. And uh, yeah, without Oladipo, there's more shots for him to put up, more responsibilities for him. So I like him. Darren Collison, too. He's another guy I would get exposure to here. Uh, you know, without Oladipo, that helps him. So I, I like Collison, too. Let's talk about the Bulls. What are we going to do here? Uh, you know they're starting to get a little little crowded, but they're still having they're still playing really well. They're on fire. They're they're playing great basketball. Zach Levine's still not back yet, but uh, when he comes back, hopefully that doesn't mess everything up that they've been doing. They're they're gelling well. Chris Dunn, where you can still get him cheap. The problem is he's starting to get expensive throughout the industry. Fourteen point five k on fantasy draft. Still think he's in play over there. Justin Holiday, I like him throughout the industry. Think he's got a really nice price tag, so you can get exposure to him. I'm not messing with the centers though. I'm not playing that whole, you know, uh, pick pick which uh, forward is going to do well. If if you if you see one that you think is just way too underpriced and you want to take a dart on it because the paces are really bad against centers and you target them like I do a ton, I get it. But I don't know. I'm going to try and stay away from doing that today. I think. So yeah, uh, I, I think just keep it simple. Go with like uh, Chris Dunn or Valen or uh, Holiday. I think they're they're two really interesting plays. Uh, if you're playing like 150 lineups, I think Valentine's maybe a guy you could sprinkle in. But eh, I'm mainly going to keep it to Dunn and Holiday for my exposure to the Bulls. Let's move on to the next game. We got three more left. We got the Phoenix Suns. We got the Sacramento Kings. Uh, what to do here? Uh, it's weird. It's 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 the team that I love to target against the most in DFS versus the team that I hate to play the most in DFS. So what a what a blast. Uh, geez. 210 team total. And the Phoenix Suns got Devin Booker back, so they're a lot better now. Uh, Going to be able to just get uh, more quality shots put up and just uh, moves Josh Jackson back to the second unit. Read an article that said, like, uh, the, the, the whole time of Josh Jackson starting was really good for his confidence, but now he, I think he feels really good about being on the second unit and just kind of, uh, you know, playing into that role right now. So uh, Devin Booker, I think he's a really good player where you still can get him for a good price tag. Even TJ Warren, too. I'm not worried about the Kings' defense. I know it's a slower tempo. Uh, for the Suns, but those are mainly the two guys I would look at here, and I think could have good games on the Sun side of the ball. But I don't know; I'm not probably not playing a lot of Suns against one of the slower tempo teams. But they should have a nice little usage and uh, should put up a ton of shots. So they always have upside. I feel like on almost any slate with those two in this kind of situation that they're in. Talk about the Kings. Uh, what do we do here? No Darren Fox. So what's that do for the Kings? Man, like George Hill is just way, way too cheap now. I uh, just feel like I have to play him. Uh, I don't know if I definitely have to play him, but uh, I want to get exposure to him. Uh, he's just price tag 9.9K just is too cheap. Uh, there's obviously, you know, if like I already have like a you know a couple point guards put in there, it can kind of be tough to get those guards in there. But on fantasy draft where I can play five guards, looks like I'm playing George Hill. It's against the Suns, one of the best matchups in the league. I'm probably going to be getting, getting myself some uh, George Hill exposure. Uh, I don't mind going... Uh, going like a Willie Cauley-Stein. If you can get him cheap still, he can have a big game against a team like the Suns. But now we're chasing Tyson Chandler in there. Maybe that causes a little bit more issues on defense. So maybe not. Maybe I'm a little more a little worried about that. But I just like getting uh, getting centers against the Suns because of the tempo that they play out. Just more opportunities for rebounds, you know, more, more shots being put up, more chances for blocks. So that's kind of the reason behind it. But I don't want to play a ton of Kings, so I'm just trying to keep it simple and just play George Hill and move on. Uh, and then maybe I run it back with like a Devin Booker or TJ Warren on the opposite side because they put up so many shots. Uh, just got news actually. Chris Paul just upgrade, upgraded too. Uh, that's the key. Upgraded the questionable. Uh, Coach Mike D'Antoni has said who has missed the last three games for the Rockets will return either tonight or Sunday against the Lakers. So uh, stay tuned for that. Not, 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 not too much new news, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with that game. 
Let's go on to the next one, though. Charlotte Hornets, uh, Golden State Warriors. And, uh, yeah, this is a game I'm a little worried the Hornets might uh, might struggle. I don't know what's going to happen with Dwight. Uh, so, Normally, I would think like they would just get like ran off the court, right? Like I don't know. Let me let me let's see what let's see what Dwight has done. Uh, I was thinking about this last night, and probably should have looked up before I got in here. Let's see what Dwight has done against uh, the Warriors in the past, because I don't know. It just seems like a spot where Dwight could either get a ton of rebounds or get ran off the court, right? Uh, and just wouldn't be able to keep up with it and just would struggle. So let's pull it up right now and see what the results are for Dwight Howard in games against the Warriors here. How he's fared. I mean, getting tons of rebounds, obviously. So, uh, yeah, like last game he played, he had, uh, what was that? That was when he was with uh, Atlanta, it looks like, uh, 19 rebounds. There's a game before that, though. Yeah, I mean, he's got enough rebounds, so that's that's fine by me. Uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not too worried about it with the situation he's in. I always have to remind myself that this is the Dwight Howard that's with the Charlotte Hornets and not in the past. Uh, and Charlotte actually has like their old head coach that used to be at the magic. They're not old head coach, old assistant coach who used to, uh, used to be with the magic and with this head coach, like, you know, actually uses him like he was with the magic a little bit. Not, not, not the same, but he gives him enough usage where he's, uh, you know, can smash. So we can get Dwight cheap. I feel like he can feast on some rebounds, get that double, double bonus and whatnot. And, uh, I think Dwight's a fine play, a uh, good way to get exposure to some centers here on this slate. So where you can get him cheap, I still think he's uh, fair. 13.8K. I uh, don't hate that on Fantasy Draft at all. Kemba Walker I like here in this spot a lot for 13K. I think he's a really interesting play. Should be able to get a ton of shots up. I know it's on the road, but uh, yeah, I think Kemba Walker's in a really good spot. And I'll probably get some exposure to him. Nick Batum, too. Donate him. Obviously, the tempo against the Warriors, that should be good for him. Uh, he's been getting a little bit of backup point guard, too. And he's only 10.2K. And with that backup point guard, point guard duties that's been uh really good for him uh you know he hasn't had that big massive blow up game yet but i think it could come here anytime soon he's been safe uh, you know at that price and i think he's a fine play uh, real quick mike scott is out due to uh due to personal reasons so man that that uh, you know who i forgot to mention who i do like in the uh in that wizards game i really like kelly Oubre, and that maybe opens some stuff up for kelly Oubre. they go small uh and he gets like some more minutes at the four that could be really interesting. So Kelly Oubre, I really like him in tournaments. So yeah, that, that Mike Scott news is pretty big. He could even become cash viable because of that, maybe. Uh, we'll have to see. have to check to see how it uh, changes things up. But uh, yeah, back to the Warriors game. Again, I think I'm keeping it kind of simple. Uh, I think I'm just going Batum, Walker, or Howard. The way I would rank him is I go Kemba first. He's my first one. Uh, I like the most. Then probably Howard, number two, and then uh, Batum, three. And then, I don't know, I'm not going to mess with, like, Mike Kid Gilchrist or, uh, you know, any of these other guys. I just think it's uh, I think it's unnecessary to worry about them. Uh, too big of a slate. And don't think Curry's going to be back either, but I think those guys are uh, kind of the Hornets I'm looking at here in the spot. Talk about the Warriors, though. Uh, Kevin Durant's in a good spot. If you have the money, sure, pay up for him. But I don't know. It seems like I'm not going to have the money for him. It seems like I'm prioritizing Westbrook or Harden instead. So that, that doesn't seem like uh, KD is fitting the build at the moment. We'll see how uh, news shakes up and whatnot. I kind of prefer Draymond Green, right? Uh, if we think Dwight Howard's going to be in there a little bit, I'm assuming, uh, you know, Draymond Green will get some time on him. Like, Draymond Green is the guy that likes to bang down low with uh, big men. And I could see, you know, him being <laughs> just uh, talking trash with uh, Howard and uh, calling him, like, soft and stuff like that. I could totally see that going down. Uh I like him in this spot where you can get him cheap. I think the upside is there. That's the one thing we like with Draymond Green where you can find him as a cheap price tag, 14.5K. Uh, on fantasy draft, I don't hate that. I think he's, uh, I think he's certainly in play here on this slate. Clay Thompson, I'm probably going to stay away from. Uh, I don't know. He just 
he, he played in this matchup the last time and I played him and I remember some stat that was like uh you know bad for three-point shooters and like uh, he, he, I mean, he struggled in the spot. He definitely, uh, definitely did not do so great. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from him in this spot. And it was an even better spot too. It was like when like they were all out right now, Draymond's back. I don't know. It's just, uh, unnecessary for me to play clay. If I'm going to play anyone, I think it's Draymond Green is the guy I want to get exposure to. And then, uh, Kevin Durant. Other than that though, like Jordan Bell, I think he's fine. They're, they're definitely going to get him some minutes. So we can still get him cheap around the industry. I think he's a good play. I'll get exposure to him. He's 8.8K. So, uh, yeah, I like him on fantasy drafting. You can get exposure to him. Uh, he's starting to get more more starting minutes, and they kind of talked about how they were trying to get in the starting lineup, so I like Jordan Bell here in this spot. Other than that, though, this is a game I typically, you know, normally Warriors games I want to get a ton of exposure to, but not really feeling this one a lot either. I'm more so focusing on that Wizards and uh, Rockets game, of course. Let's go to the next one, 215.5 team total. The Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I really like this game, too. I think it's a really good spot for them. I know the uh, Clippers are starting to get a little more healthy. Just kind of depends on what happens with Blake Griffin. If he's questionable today, if Blake Griffin's in, I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, less on the Clippers. DeAndre Jordan, I think he's in a great spot if Blake Griffin doesn't play. Uh, but I really, really think that uh, if, if if Blake Griffin doesn't play, uh, DeAndre Jordan is, is just a great play here in this spot. Just tons of rebounds for him. The Lakers side of the ball is what I'm really interested in. Not really worrying about like the whole Austin Rivers, Lou Williams. I think Lou Williams is a fine upside play, uh, but you know he's starting to get a little priced up for me, and he can obviously go off on any day. But I, I really like the Lakers side of the ball. There's just uh, injuries to worry about. We got uh, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he is questionable. Lonzo Ball's out. There's just tons of uh, opportunities here. Jordan Clarkson starting to get a little priced up around the industry. I think now is the time where he's hit a price point where I'm like, eh, I'm not going to pay that price tag. Uh, 13.6k on fantasy draft. There's cheaper point guards I'd rather attack, so I don't know. Probably not going to play him here in this spot, but if you have the money for him, I don't hate him. I think he's in a good spot. I'd rather play Brandon Ingram on fantasy draft. I mean, 12K is a great price tag. Throughout the industry, he's priced up, but no, on fantasy draft, he's way too cheap. Give me Brandon Ingram. Love him here in this spot as long as he plays. I know he's dealing with an injury, and they said he was on a minutes restriction, and then instead, uh, what do you go out there and play? Let me pull that up. Uh, Ingram played... 44 fantasy, uh, 44 uh, minutes. I mean, like, like, dude, like, don't say a guy's on a minutes restriction and then he plays and only sits four games or four minutes. Like, that's insane. So, uh, I know it's tough to trust with Luke Walton, and we probably won't have the Kuzma news in time. But I think Ingram is a good play. You know, he's a great play without Kuzma, and he's a fine play with Kuzma. So I think you can still play him. Especially on fantasy draft, that price tag is too cheap on him. Uh, not just uh, you know one that pops off the page, or one you should be uh, you know if I'm going to do a lock and load play of the day like I do on the weekend grind, it's probably Brandon Ingram on fantasy draft. Uh, that price tag is just too too cheap over there on fantasy draft. So give me give me Brandon Ingram as my lock and load play of the day over here on this site. Uh, just to kind of wrap up the Lakers real quick, uh, I think this game. If DeAndre Jordan, you know, he's probably going to play a ton of minutes, I'm assuming. And if there's no Kyle Kuzma, I'm assuming Julius Randle gets a nice run. So Randle should be decent play. I'm assuming he'll get his 25 to 30 minutes here and actually get some run because they're going to need his big body. So I think he's a good play here in this spot. I think we can get exposure to Julius Randle and uh, feel okay about it in tournaments and when others won't. So uh, just, but again, we won't have that Kuzma news and that's something we're really going to have to wait on. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to play him here in this spot. 10.4K, he's definitely going to be needed to guard those, uh, you know, guards that chuck up a ton of shots, but I don't know. I'd rather not play him. I also don't hate, uh, you know, if, say we do get news on Kuzma not playing. Again, I, I don't know if we will. I don't think Josh Hart is a terrible play. Uh, last three games, 21.6, 24.2, and 29.5 uh, fantasy points. In this positionless type of basketball that we have, uh, you know, 
he's been getting a nice amount of run. I could see, you know, Kuzma, he, he gets run at the four. He also gets run at the three. I can see Josh Hart getting run at the three. I wouldn't be surprised because I could see the Clippers going small easily. So I think Josh Hart is a really interesting cheap play. If you, you know, he fits your team, I don't mind getting a tournament exposure to him. I think he's fine. Uh, last three games, 34 minutes, 38 minutes, 29 minutes. Uh, he did me well the last game, so maybe I'm just a little, uh, you know, he kind of fit my last spot. Maybe that makes me a little biased because uh, it helped me out and uh, squeezed me in the cash line last second. It was great, uh, but I don't know. I think uh, he's a guy that they want to give run to, and uh, Luke Walton likes to reward guys when they're playing well, and uh, what did Kyle Kuzma do? He was rewarded as he kept playing very well. Josh Hart has been playing very well, so I believe he's going to keep getting rewarded, especially if Kuzma's out. The way the position of this basketball is, I think uh, Josh Hart is someone to get exposure to as well. That's about it, though. Again, guys, uh, toss up Brandon Ingram on Fantasy Draft. He's my lock alone play of the day over there. Uh, if you have any other questions, though, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Travis Mangone, T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Happy to uh, talk some fantasy with you guys. Check it out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, ask me questions, strategy questions, uh, two for twos, three for threes, which guy do you like better? Uh, I'm always happy to answer those for you guys. So, again, thanks a lot for joining me here on the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast. And for me, Travis Mangone, I am out. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.